Tommy's Express Car Wash has everything you need to keep your car clean. And with locations in both Weston and Wausau, it's never been more convenient. With their amazing conveyor belt loading system and license plate recognition technology, you can be in and out in three minutes or less. Plus, take care of the inside of your car with free vacuums and floor mat washers right there on site. Tommy's Express on Schofield Ave in Weston and Bridge Street in Wausau. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you for episode 15 of the Inside Cyclones Hockey Podcast. Uh, coming off a great weekend of hockey, a very competitive weekend of hockey, um, where the Cyclones uh, battled their hardest and and played a couple really good games, just couldn't quite get over that hump as they did lose both contests to the Peoria Mustangs. Uh, now 0-4 against the Mustangs on the season. Uh, but three of those four games uh, with just a four a total of four goal differential. So uh, four goals across three games. Uh, so the Peoria Mustangs jump the Wausau Cyclones in the Central Division standings. And now currently the sole owner of third place, which is where uh, the Cyclones were as we entered last season. But of course, uh, with a couple of victories, the Peoria Mustangs do leapfrog them for the time being. But the Cyclones are starting to figure those Mustangs out. Um, every game that they've played against them has gotten better, uh, more competitive, and I think the Cyclones are going to get them uh, the next time around. Um, at least, at least split the uh, the season or the series next time they see them later on this season. I believe four games total coming up against the Mustangs uh, throughout the remainder of the season. Uh, but as I mentioned, it was a really uh, solid weekend of hockey for the Wausau Cyclones. Uh, we did a lot this weekend at the Marathon County Ice Arena. It was our Pink the Rink game. It was our Military Appreciation game. Both those going to be recapped for you here in just a couple of minutes uh, when I talk to Zach Surway. Um, but it is just me and Zach this week, um, unfortunately, due to some scheduling conflicts and me being out of the state for a couple of days. Uh, no Coach's Corner this week and no Players Only segment either. Uh, we will have both of those for you next week with uh, just an extra weekend of hockey to talk about under our belts. So uh, don't worry, uh, those they will be back in next week's episode. But uh, for this week, I basically have an in-depth recap for you of those couple of Peoria games. We'll preview the Cyclones heading over to Rochester to take on the almighty Grizzlies for the first time. Uh, Grizzlies sitting atop the Central Division as they seemingly always do. Uh, so we will jump into that as well. And then uh, another a conversation with Zach Surway. It's a short and sweet one for you today. Easy to consume. It'll probably be uh, less than 20 minutes. Get you set uh, for the action, which you can find on Hockey TV against Rochester this weekend. And then, uh, of course, looking forward to when the Cyclones are back home. Uh, I believe the next time they're in Wausau is Friday, November 12th, Saturday, November 13th. And look who it is. They're going to be playing those same feisty Mustangs. So uh, maybe mark that one on your calendar. Make sure you come on down on the 12th and 13th and watch uh, Wausau finally enact some sweet revenge against the Peoria Mustangs. But uh, let's take it back and talk about those games. Uh, Friday night was our military appreciation night. Uh, we The Cyclones were going head-to-head -head against a high school football playoff game that was in the area. 
Uh, so didn't have the largest crowd on hand, but if you uh, were one of the one of the members of the audience that night, we appreciate you and thank you for coming out. And if you watched with us on Hockey TV, we appreciate appreciate you as well. Uh, the Cyclones gave us a good one, an exciting one, uh, as it was a total goalie show, a goaltender battle. And I know I say that a lot, but I mean, the goaltenders have just been going at each other uh, so far this season. It was Joe Ambrophy who started both games this weekend. And uh, Saturday didn't quite go his way. He only made it through one period before getting pulled. But Friday night, man, did he have a game. Uh, 21 saves on 23 shot attempts. Now, 21 saves, not the most that any NA3 goalies ever had to make. But he made some big-time saves in some big-time spots. Um, kept the kept his team ahead by one goal on numerous occasions. Uh, was pretty big on the penalty kill. Um, but speaking of penalty kill, before we go any further, uh, actually, let me... Let me uh, tell you about Mitch Miskovich as well. Um, Mitch played all but a few minutes at the end when he would get pulled or about 90 seconds at the end. He made uh, 30 saves on 33 shot attempts. No, rather 30 saves on 32 shot attempts. And then there was uh, an empty net goal. And um, no, that's uh, that's actually a lie too. Uh, so scratch that. He did make 30 saves on 33 shot attempts. Sorry. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a it was a great uh, battle between those two goaltenders. A lot of respect between those two guys. Uh, they talked and kind of um, complimented each other and talked at center ice after Friday night's game. And then Mitch went over and talked to Joe a little bit on Saturday as neither one of them ended up um, playing uh, most of that game as Joe got pulled and Mitch uh, was playing backup role to Zach Dojan on Saturday night. Uh, but regardless... Uh, those those two goalies kept things scoreless through the first 12 minutes of the first period. Um, that was until Will Britton went to the box for a tripping minor, the first penalty of the game, and uh, it took all but 15 seconds for the Peoria Mustangs to get on the board, making the most of that Will Britton tripping minor. It was Tristan Trudell who found the back of the net on the power play. Uh, and then a couple more scoreless minutes until Nolan Gifford would get his own power play goal, assisted by Gage Viersba and Will Britton. So Will making up a little bit for that uh, penalty earlier on in the period by getting the secondary assist on the Nolan Gifford goal. Uh, so a couple of power play goals in the first, and then the goalies really came to play. And the second period, no scoring, um, and pretty clean period overall as well. Just one penalty called at the minute 58 mark uh, against Jacob Bland of the Mustangs, and then no penalties at all until two seconds left in the period when Christopher Condiles would get an unsportsmanlike, um, leaving the Wausau Cyclones with a massive opportunity at the beginning of the third period. They had a minute and 58 seconds to work uh, the man advantage, but unfortunately, uh, not only did the Cyclones not score at the beginning of the third period, they actually let the Mustangs score uh, just about 30 seconds after their power play expired. Uh, so that was Connor Henderson with the go-ahead goal at the 2 minute and 21 second mark. Uh, Jacob Bland with an insurance marker again on the power play at 13:38. So at that point, it's 3-1. to one. Uh, Cyclones were getting pucks on net, but um, just weren't able to get it past Ambrophy. Weren't able to kind of crack his code. Uh, so uh, time all of a sudden becomes a factor. You got to pull Miskovic. And uh, just about 20 seconds after Miskovic hits the bench, Luke Anderson, assisted by Hayden Shoemake and Pavel Bakhtin, pulled it within one. Uh, so what's interesting about this game, there was five total goals scored, and four of them 
uh, came at an unfair or an uneven uh, non five on five situation. Three of them were power play. One was a six on five with an empty net. So just one five on five goal. Uh, and it happened to be um, the game tire at the beginning of the third period. So just kind of an interesting thing to note there. Um, Bowen Arola with a couple penalties as well as Caleb Paquin. Uh, an, another theme of the weekend. I said, we know what role number 22 plays on this team. Caleb Paquin uh, with two fights in both of those games, um, both pretty late in the game. So uh, not really putting his team and um, not really putting his team uh, in the uh, line of fire or um, not really taking himself out of the game early on. But when his team needed it down uh, by two goals with about three and a half minutes to go, Paquin decides uh He's gonna he's going to oblige the Mustang player who was looking for a fight. I got kind of a good roar out of the crowd, and the Cyclones ended up scoring the game tying goal just about two and a half minutes later. Uh, and then Caleb Paquin again on Saturday would give give us the best hockey fight I've seen in a long time. Uh, the crowd inside Marathon County Ice Arena absolutely erupted. And we're talking some clean shots to the face. Jerseys came off. Uh, so Caleb Paquin does it two nights in a row for this team. Can't wait to ask Coach Bailey about that. Um, but yeah, Caleb Paquin has seems to have found his role as uh, the pump up guy or the enforcer, or just the guy that's willing to get his knuckles dirty, get his face a little bloody uh, for the benefit of his team. So uh, a lot going on on Friday night, but ultimately the Cyclones couldn't get the second uh, the second one to go that they needed in the final minute there. Uh, so three to two was your final score on Friday, uh, and then. Saturday was the pink the rink night. If you didn't get a chance to see, uh, head on over to at Wausau Cyclones on either Twitter or Instagram, and you're going to see uh, these awesome pink jerseys and a lot of great goals as the Cyclones came out absolutely on fire. Remember how I said a minute ago that they just couldn't quite crack Joe Ambrophy's code? Well, somebody came with the master key on Saturday because Joe Ambrophy made it just one period. He allowed four goals on 14 shots. Three of them uh, came in the opening 10 minutes for the Wausau Cyclones. The third goal, by the way, was Zach Moppin shorthanded for the second time in, I believe, the course of four games. Uh, I called, I dubbed Zach, Zach Moppin the most dangerous penalty killer in the entire NA3HL. I don't think that's hyperbole. Uh, Moppin, a very solid penalty killer, uh, always gets his stick in the passing lanes, um, creates a bunch of ruckus in the defensive zone and creates scoring opportunities. Not only does he create them, he cashes in on them. So Zach Moppin uh, with a big-time shorthanded goal made the game 3-1. to one. Uh, The other goal scorers for the Cyclones were Luke Anderson, assisted by Bakhtin and Shoemake, and Gage Viersba, assisted by Bordon and Zach Moppin. And then uh, who else but Zach Moppin again, just three and a half minutes after his shorthanded goal, um, and you, I, I highly recommend you go check this one out. Uh, if you're going to watch any goals from the weekend, watch the couple of the back-to-back Zach Moppin goals as uh, he perfectly reads uh, the play where the, the, the Mustangs, excuse me, were trying to break the puck out. A defenseman looking for his center up the, up the middle of the ice. Zach Moppin reads it perfectly, picks it off at the top of the circle, walks in and finds the back of the net for his second one in the course of about three minutes and the fourth Cyclones goal of the first period. Again, Zach Moppin looking for his second shorthander in a row, works it to the backhand and shelves it. Zach Moppin, the shorthand specialist, his second 
Short-handed goal in, I believe, three games. Uprights between the two Cyclones defenders. And now Peoria looking to work it out. Instead, they turn it over. Moppin wants his second one tonight, and he gets it. Zach Moppin, one goal away from the hat trick with still six and a half remaining in the first period. So everything was coming up, Cyclones. The crowd was on their feet. Everybody was having a good time. They were wearing pink jerseys. Uh, if you would have, uh, if I was a betting man, which I am, and you would have uh, asked me what's the final score or spread on this game, I would have said Cyclones win this one by two, three goals at a minimum. Well, the Mustangs had other plans. Obviously, they're well coached. Obviously, they're an experienced team. They took a timeout in the first period, and then they really. Uh, reset and uh, went to work in the second period holding the the Cyclones for the remainder of the game uh, to just I believe uh, let's see I had it written down here somewhere I believe it was like eight shots the rest of the game uh, the Cyclones were able to register 21 total shots 14 of them coming in the first period so uh, here it is right here TJ DiMolinari comes in, starts the second period. Uh, he has played most of the season so far for the Peoria Mustangs, but after the performance Ambrophy had on Friday night, I'm sure coaches gave him the benefit of the doubt and said you earned your, your start again Saturday, but, but DiMolinari comes in in relief. Um, it was also kind of interesting, like the second shot or maybe even the first shot that he faced came just a split second after the whistle uh, because the net had come off. But the shot was from the far side boards, somewhere between the face-off dot and the hash marks. It wasn't a great angle shot, and it didn't really have too much on it. And it actually squeaked between the arm and the body of Di Molinari. So I said on the stream, I was like, man, if you can jump on him right here, get one early, uh, you might really be able to step on the throats of the Mustangs. But uh, Di Molinari was able to pull it together and, again, was only tested uh, seven times over the next 40 minutes, and he was up to the task each and every time. So unfortunately, even though Zach Dojan played uh, a heck of a game as well, 38 saves on 44 shot attempts, the Mustangs would score five unanswered through the second and third period. Jackson Graham, Christopher Condiles, Ethan Chesney, Ethan Chesney, and Connor Henderson. And uh, unfortunately... You just are not going to be able to score too many goals when you only shoot seven, put seven pucks on net over the course of 40 minutes. So uh, after just a phenomenal first period and, and probably the period of the season for the Wausau Cyclones, unfortunately, uh, they just did not have it uh, the remainder of the game and went on to lose by a score of six to four. So obviously a disappointing performance. Uh, they were uh, doubled up as far as shots on goal. Um, so not the way you wanted to end the weekend, but there was a lot of positives uh, for the Cyclones to uh, really study film on and build on as they move forward. And, and you're going to see the, the Mustangs again in, in one week, uh, two weeks from those games, but one week from uh, this weekend and from when we're recording. Uh, so there is going to be a chance to get that retribution and uh, to prove that they are just as good, if not better than the Mustangs. And Mustangs have just been an Achilles heel uh, for the Cyclones team, who has played well against them, uh, just has not been able to get over the hump. Um, so excited, uh, looking forward to having the Mustangs back in town um, in just a few weeks. And actually, uh, I lied, Wausau is on the road the next two weekends. So uh, as I said off the top, the Peoria Mustangs coming back to town Friday, November 12th. So that is a couple of weeks away yet, um, but still right around the corner. This weekend, 
uh, the Wausau Cyclones going to take on the very familiar St. Louis Junior Blues. Uh, probably not going to do a rundown for them in depth because uh, Cyclones have played the Junior Blues four times already this season. And if my numbers, my calculations are correct, I believe uh, the Cyclones have outscored the Junior Blues 21-4 to across those four games. So uh, Cyclones, obviously, Coach Bailey's going to have them prepared. Uh, they're, they're not going to overlook anybody, but um, Cyclones know that they're capable of beating the St. Louis team, and they just got to, especially after dropping both to Peoria, they just got to go down to St. Louis, take care of business, get two more notches in the win column, and uh, kind of solidify themselves in the rankings uh, where they are so that uh, you have a chance over the next couple of weeks against Rochester and Peoria to pick up a few games and boost yourself up into that top three slot in the Central Division. Uh, if you've been with us before, if you watch NA3HL hockey kind of um, outside of just the team that you're a fan of, you know the Central Division, one of the most loaded, one of the most talented divisions in the entire NA3. So if you can uh, finish the season in one of those top three spots, you have a good chance uh, to make a playoff push and uh, have a chance at the Frazier Cup, which I think is the goal for all Cyclones players, management, uh, everybody involved. If the Cyclones could uh, play or host um, one or a few uh, playoff games this uh, this playoff season coming up in March, uh, I think everybody would, would view that as a very, very uh, great success for the Cyclones in their first year in Wausau. Uh, so again, you can catch those St. Louis Junior Blue games uh, over on Hockey TV. And uh, the biggest test of the season is going to come against the Rochester Grizzlies. Uh, currently, the Grizzlies are 11-0 and on the season. Uh, they have 22 points, a 31-goal differential, which is by far the highest in the entire Central Division. The next closest is 14, and that's the Oregon Tradesmen. Uh, so the Rochester Grizzlies, more than double of the next closest team as far as goal differential. Um, impressive stats all the way across the board. Uh, and we're, we're, we'll dive deeper into them in next week's episode as uh, the Cyclones don't play them uh, for another full week. Uh, but just, that's just a little bit of a look ahead. Uh, Cyclones currently 5-5-0 five, five, and oh on the season. Uh, and I guess I could give you a updated uh, skater stats. Leading the way is Gage Viersbo with 11 points, 5 goals and 6 assists. Hayden Shoemake with 9 points. Pavel Bakhtin with 7. Zach Moppin and Griffin Lennis each with 3. Luke Anderson with 5. Dominic Bourdon with 5. Gifford, Britton, and Zins all with 4. McDonald, McDonald, Kegel all with 3. Blake Neal, the lone skater with 2 and then Dylan Chapman, Tanner Chapman, Caleb Paquin, Jack White, Brennan Valencia, all with one. Uh, Dane Johnson still waiting to get on the board. I have all the confidence in the world uh, that he will get his point. But right now, the only um, Cyclone skater with it, not at least uh, one point um, is Dane Johnson. Everybody else has gotten on the score sheet this season. Uh, Ryan Burke looking to find some time in net here coming up as well. But, man, it's just hard when you got... Uh, Miskovic and Dojan playing at the level uh, that they have been playing as well. So uh, all things, you know, like I said, you lose those couple of games, but the things looking good and trending up for the Wausau Cyclones. The season is still very, very young. I mean, we haven't even hit November yet, folks. There's a lot of hockey left to be played. Uh, so it's it's been exciting so far, but uh, can only hope to keep things going in a positive direction. And 
Uh, seems like this group of guys really wants to win, really wants to work hard, really respects Coach Bailey, and I think they got a lot of uh, positive in the future here coming up um, throughout the duration of this season. Um, so since it is a bit of a shorter episode, I wanted to give you an in-depth look and uh, in-depth weekend review and an in-depth preview. Uh, I, again, I do apologize we don't have a coach or a player, but uh, we will next week. Make sure you're following the Wausau Cyclones across your favorite social medias by searching at Wausau Cyclones. A lot of good goals, uh, not to toot my own horn, but a lot of good goal calls as well. But uh, the calls are only only uh, as good as they are because of the excellent play and the uh, pretty prettiness on display on the ice. It makes me excited, genuinely excited uh, up in the booth. And I, I've loved broadcasting for these guys here early on in the season. Uh, so go check out some of those goal calls and uh, make sure that you keep up with us on Hockey TV all season long, especially for those of you who are not in the Wausau area, which I'm assuming a lot of you that listen to this podcast aren't uh, because we don't have a single skater from Wisconsin this year uh, on the Cyclones roster. So make sure you're hanging out with us over on Hockey TV. I just realized Gage Viersba has a 1.10 goals per game average. Uh, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. I know Griffin Lennis. Uh, during his episode of in, of the podcast, uh, said that his goal is a a one goal a one point per game um, average. Uh, right now, he has dropped all the way to a point six seven. But both Zach Moppin and Gage Viersba either at or above that one point per game mark. Busy month of November coming up. We're going to tell you all about it on the other side of this break. Thanks for being here with us inside Cyclones Hockey. I'm Jake Senholz. You can find me at Senholz on Sport. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you sharing the podcast and appreciate all the, the great feedback that we've gotten already this season. Zach Surway on the other side of this. Hey, hockey fans. Head into Fleet Farm where you'll find everything you need. From tires to tree stands, drills to dog food, toys to tools, they've got it all. You can save even more at Fleet Farm when you join the Fleet Farm Rewards loyalty program. You get exclusive offers, and it's totally free to sign up. Get everything you need at a low, low price at Fleet Farm. Shop in-store or online today. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com. And welcome back to the Inside Cyclones Hockey Podcast. Uh, joining me right now is the Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclone, Zach Surway. And Zach, uh, something we had been excited about for a long time, hyping up for a long time, and it did not disappoint. It was the pink, the rink game. Uh, the jerseys looked awesome. The game was really good. Uh, didn't end up getting the win, but it was an exciting game overall. Pretty much everything you could ask for out of a hockey game. And we raised a ton of money on top of it. Yeah, it was a really good atmosphere both both nights for the those two contests um, and really uh, proud of how the October uh, games in general turned out. The money raised from the, the pink, the rink jersey auction was pretty outstanding as well. We sold all the all the jerseys that we had um, available to sell. So that's always a, a good thing. And uh, we were able to raise a ton of money for the Aspirus um, breast health assistance fund. Um, that total amount is, uh, we're counting just the exact final total, but it's going to be in the neighborhood of, of $2,000. So we're very excited to, to help out um, here, the local community, and uh, it was a great weekend overall. 
Yeah, $2,000. It's obviously uh, incredible and it'll go a long way to to help a lot of people in need. Uh, and then, of course, Friday was the military appreciation night and uh, we gave a salute, gave a hand to all of our um, veterans and current uh, service members in attendance, including Coach Bailey's grandfather and uh, a couple other uh, recognizable people in, in the community. So that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, it was really cool to see that during the, the middle of the game. You know, we had the <clears throat> media timeout happen, and then uh, we were able to, to do it right during the game, which I think is is always special when it's going on. And, you know, both benches uh, gave a stick tap to those those veterans and current service members. So it was, uh, it was one of those kind of goosebump moments that uh, is always pretty cool to see. And then uh, as we move forward, we got another busy month coming up in November a number of different promotions and giveaways. Uh, you want to highlight a few of those uh, right off the bat as we head into the month of November. Yeah, November is going to be just as jam-packed as the month of October was. We'll have, same as October was, we'll have uh, four total home games upcoming here this month. Um, the guys are on the, the road the next couple of weekends, but we return home on Friday, November 12th uh, for a 7-10 puck drop. And that game will be a $2 beer night, the first of the season presented by Budweiser. So all Bud Light, Bush Light, and Budweiser. And then also uh, one, of, one I'm forgetting there is uh, Mick Ultra. It's going to be $2 all night long. So when the doors open at 640, um, all the way through the 10-minute mark in the, the third period, you can take advantage of, of that special. So that's always a, a fun night. And then... The next night, the 13th, is going to be the Cyclones Cowbell Giveaway presented by Fleet Farm to the first 250 fans. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere for sure. And, and looking forward to people continuing to, to make noise at the games as they have here so far this season. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be another great month of hockey uh, in November. Uh, and then looking forward even a little bit further, uh, I talked about this bo during both games the last weekend uh, on the broadcast, uh, and I'm excited to get up there, but we're going to have our junior hockey classic in Eagle River. Of course, uh, maybe since we don't have any um, players from Wisconsin on the roster this year, maybe people really aren't familiar with just how special that old uh, rink is. They call it the old barn or um, uh, people have different names for it, but that, that rink, up in Eagle River, they have the Wisconsin Hockey Hall of Fame there. Always just a really intense, really loud atmosphere to play in. Um, super old school rink, and uh, Cyclones are going to get a chance to play a game up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that game um, upcoming in December. December 17th will be the same normal 7-10 uh, p.m. puck drop. And the thing that's really unique about the Dome is it was actually – it's mainly was constructed out of wood back in 1925, and it was the first indoor hockey arena built in the entire state of Wisconsin. So um, I personally haven't been up to the Dome yet. I know you have um, in your uh, high school playing career, but it, from everything I hear from people, it's one of those places that you kind of have to, if you're from the state of Wisconsin, you have to visit it. And to have a junior game from Talking to different people, the, I've never heard of a, a junior hockey game occurring at that facility. So it's going to be a, a unique opportunity for us to uh, um, get involved in the, the Eagle River community 
for those people to learn a little bit more about the junior hockey and, and what we're all about. Um, it's going to be really exciting upcoming in December. Yeah, and uh, I played there a good number of times in high school, uh, at least once a year in high school. But I've been playing there since mites all the way growing up as um, the the Eagle River Eagles, they were called. They're, then they're called Northern, Northland Pines um, in, in high school. But regardless, uh, I've played up there multiple times a year since I was probably six or seven years old. And uh, it's a, it is a special place to play. I can attest to that. Um, it's one of those rinks where the crowd feels literally right on top of the ice. Um, the, the benches or the, um, uh, the crowd where they sit seems to kind of go vertical uh, and just everything is right on top of the glass. As the, as the visiting goalie during the second period, you have the away crowd, like the student section, um, right behind you, and it kind of loops around you, and they're literally, it feels like they're like two feet away from you. So it should be a, a, a loud, uh, ruckus atmosphere, and hopefully we can get a bunch of Cyclone support up there and uh, razz the opposing goaltender, much like I had to live through um, nearly my entire life. But that's, that's going to be one, especially if you're not familiar with Wisconsin hockey, if you're not really um, from the area, uh, or if you're like Zach and, and you are from Wisconsin, you've never been up there. Uh, I really, really, uh, highly encourage you to, to get up there early, check out that hockey hall of fame yeah. and then enjoy some cyclones hockey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing to say about that area too, I would, um, chime in is like that area of the state is really, I mean, it's beautiful country up there. Uh, yeah. even what, whether it's obviously the summertime is amazing, but, even in the wintertime, um, it's really cool to just drive around that area. Um, it's a lot of times it's obviously in the wintertime, it's so quiet and a uh, very peaceful uh, atmosphere. And it's we're looking forward to, uh, to being a part of that here um, upcoming later on this season for sure. Yeah, Eagle River itself is worth an entire day or even even a couple. Uh, get yourself a hotel and, and stay up there. Lots to see and lots to do. Um, Especially, I don't know, if you're a snowmobiler, maybe trailer your snowmobiles up there and, like I said, make a weekend out of it uh, one week before Christmas. Um, but uh, regardless, they also have a uh, – they built a second rink because I believe back when I was growing up, they wanted to try and play less games in the barn and kind of just keep it as, like, more of a special um, occasion or, or uh, just not have so much action going on in there. So they built an updated rink right next to it. And that rink stinks, man. I played a couple of games over there as well, and it, they quickly realized, no, the, the old barn is the place to be. So now they pretty much just use that as a practice rink, and they run camps over there in the summer and stuff. But um, you just can't you, you can't replicate something as uh, as awesome as that as that old barn with a new rink in like a sheet metal building. Um, so you'll you'll see what I talk what I'm talking about if you attend the game up there. But the original old barn rink. So awesome. You look up and you got like the old trusses and it literally looks like like a super old barn. Um, so very, it's going to be a very cool game. And of course, we'll, we'll continue to talk about that here for the next like month and a half. Uh, but Zach, tell me a little bit about the Cyclones Club. Yeah. So now that the, the season is underway and uh, we got the you know, four games out of the way, still 17 home games remaining. One of the things that we have a lot of people asking about is how they can attend more games um, at a affordable rate over the course of the this season. And what, the thing that we put together over the, the summer was um, it's called the Cyclones Club. So what this allows fans to take advantage of is to attend all the 
um, Cyclones game each month for only $30 a month. So fans are able to save by being a part of the club 30% off game day ticket pricing. And they also receive a free Cyclones hat, 10% off Cyclones merchandise, guaranteed giveaway items like the giveaway that we're going to be doing here in a couple weeks with the cowbell. And then, of course, the um, great customer service that we provide at the Cyclones and also the ability to hopefully down the line be um, purchasing playoff tickets prior to the, the general public. So if you'd like more information about that or give us a call and kind of go over the, the details with you, you can uh, just visit our website, wassacyclones.com backslash Cyclones Club, and you'll see all the information on that ticket package right there. And then uh, last thing that we're, uh, we got on the agenda for today is the Try Hockey for Free um, Area Youth Associations. I don't believe you and I have talked about this before, Zach, so uh, fill me in a little bit about or on that. I know, obviously, I've been talking to BJ and, uh, and Brad Fail in interviews in the past, uh, really growing the game and reaching out to like those roots to the younger generation and the younger kids, getting them involved is something that's really important to both of them. And uh, they want the Cyclones to have a positive impact on growing the game of hockey and uh, allowing kids and uh, helping kids to uh, try it out for free, obviously, is a pretty good first step. Exactly. And uh, I just wanted to, excuse me, run down some of the information for a couple of area associations that are going to be having their Try Hockey for Free events upcoming in, in the month of November here. Um, the first one being the, uh, the Wausau Warjacks. Uh, they'll be holding theirs, of course, at Marathon Park um, at the Ice Arena. And for all um, girls, that will be taking place on Sunday, November 7th, um, which is obviously the, uh, next Sunday, actually, uh, from 2.30 to 4.30. Um, and then the co-ed group will be Saturday, November 13th from 10 a.m., to 1 p.m. So for more information on their uh, Try Hockey for Free event, you can just simply go to wasawtryhockey.com for more information there. The other association, Everest Youth Hockey, they're going to be holding theirs on November 6th. And for that one, it's going to be girls and boys age 4 to 9 um, on the 6th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Greenheck Fieldhouse. Um, people can register for that event um, just by trying or going to the website, tryhockeyforfree.com. So Saturday, November 6th at 6 p.m. for the Everest Youth Hockey Try Hockey for Free. So just want to get that information out there. So any listeners that are um, parents that are looking to uh, get their kids into hockey. This is obviously two great opportunities to do so. All right. Good stuff. Um, Cyclones are not at home this weekend, uh, but they did have a couple of really good back-to-back home weekends, uh, four pretty good games. And uh, this, this seasoning is, is exciting overall. Um, Cyclones are, are floating in that like third place in the division and uh, just some good hockey being played. Uh, so far at the Marathon County Ice Arena. So really looking forward to November and uh, looking forward to talking with you again next week, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. Go Clones. Go Clones. That is Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Surway. Do you like beer? Because we got you.
We have 40 tap lines to help peace everybody. Stouts, we got you. IPAs, plenty of them. Sours, you better believe it. Or if you're just like a standard domestic drinker, we don't forget you. Stop down tonight after the game and we'll help satiate you. Milwaukee Burger Company, located on Stewart Ave, just minutes away from the rink.